When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Just ate a Chicago hot dog. I made uh, push the podcast back to get one. And, uh, oh, that's what you good. were doing. <laughs> I was getting a famous Chicago-style hot dog. No Hell yeah, no. So I feel good. Yeah. For the idiots who listen to this show, who, who are people who uh, don't know what a Chicago style hot dog is, what what are we having on there? I, there's a we're talking about a pickle. We spear. got uh, we got a pickle spear. We got some celery salt. We got tomato. We got some little uh, peppers. I forget what they called relish, mustard, onion. Your favorite, and uh, yeah, I'm talking uh, minus that onion. It's a great it's a great meal. Uh, but unfortunately, you got to throw the whole dog out once you have that onion on it. Yeah, put it in the trash. But now I've been in Chicago. It's been good. Had a great show at Zane's last night. Talked to a couple podcast listeners. Very exciting. Yeah, sold out. Yeah, I talked to uh, Derek Hart. Very nice man. Took a picture with him. It was great. Oh, yeah. Derek Carr, the quarterback, was there. Yeah, so he threw that touchdown Thursday or Monday night football and then he got on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that was great. And he threw me a ball while I was doing stand up and I caught it. Kind of on my head. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like David Tyree style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like the, uh, I, I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast before, but back when my name was, uh, was Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> there was a comedian who asked me to do her show and she sent me like a six paragraph long email saying <sighs> what she wanted from the show. And one of the things that she wanted to do was because my name was Tom Brady. She was like, Hey, what's the name of your uh, favorite? Who's your football team? And I was like, why do you need to know that? First of all, like, what's that have to do with my set? Yeah. And it, what she wanted to do was intro me by saying, we, uh, tonight on the show, uh, we couldn't get Eli Manning, oh. but uh, <laughs> we, got, we got one, uh, we got somebody else. And then she was going to throw a football to me as I got oh. on stage, which doesn't even make sense. Cause so Tom Brady is a quarterback. I would be throwing a football. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's very funny. But I'm, I'm psyched. Sold out Zanies, huh? That's fun. Was, very uh, exciting. It was old town, right? Yeah. Yeah. The downtown one. Oh, yeah, so uh, it was very cool. I mean, they're both the Zane, the Rosemont one's fun too, but the that one's uh, that one's the one that I, I like. It's been a while. Uh, hell yeah! Well, uh, congrats and uh, congrats. We, we miss you over here. When are you getting back? I'm going. Uh, I have a wedding this weekend. I'm staying in Chicago till we are both in Boise, yeah, where baby. we'll be at Tree Fort Fest together. Good doing promo. a live stand by your band. <laughs> Great promo, dude. By the way, I I fucked up because I thought Tree Fort. I didn't know what it was. I didn't do my research. 
uh tree fort is gonna be fucking incredible like it's it i know so fun the lineup's uh, really good the band we've been talking about on this show a bunch mannequin pussy is gonna be on it i'm staying an extra day i didn't even know they were on the festival and then i was just looking through the lineup and we knew the japanese breakfast was on and i was like you know mannequin pussy's been touring with japanese breakfast a lot like maybe there's a chance and i looked up and sure enough they're there so I'm sticking around an extra whole ass day just to see them mm. going and we're going in a day early to see Japanese breakfast and I'm seeing built to spill that day. It's going to be incredible. Oh, nice. Uh, and I'm opening for some bands uh, that we can. Is that see. about the BP ship that spilled all the oil? Huh? It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, is that, wait, Oh wait, no, I was thinking of the Suez canal uh, thing. But, uh, <laughs> I'm still mad about that BP oil spill. <laughs> this is <laughs> me. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah. Greg, what do you think about the BPO still? Greg Stone's here. Yeah, let's read. I was going to say, I like that you guys do a cool 40 before introducing the guest. I don't even normally do that long. And I, can, <laughs> like, I can tell you were chomping at the fucking bit, and it made me want to go longer. I'm sitting here like, how long could this go before they acknowledge that I'm in the room or the Zoom room? <laughs> so how's your mother doing? How's your mom? She all right? Good. Good. <laughs> Remember last episode when we did this? That was a cool moment. <laughs> Just things I can't chime in on at all. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I love you guys. It's fun to hear. I'm not jumping anywhere. Uh, what was the question? Uh, oh, what do you think about, about the BP oil? BP oil, well, oil yeah. spill. This, it's good yeah. to know what you're getting into on a podcast. Stand by your band. Stand by your oil spill. Uh, I stand by it. I stand by it. I, I think it was the right oh, move for them. Yeah, I mean, gotta get that oil. You gotta get that. Them, get grease up them ducks. Yeah, you know, I love an oiled up bird. And that's why I stand by the BP oil spill. You guys need to do that podcast. Stand by your, stand by the uh, horrific, tragic event that happened, and just people who stand, stand by. by. <laughs> Late capitalism, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, text, <laughs> text the rich. Um, <laughs> support the know. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, for uh, every subscriber, we clean off one duck in the Mexican Gulf. <laughs> With a little with Dove soap, only if you join the hundred dollar tier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the seal tier, the seal tier. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Greg. How, are you? how the hell are you, man? I feel like uh, we we really uh, we sh- we surprised you with that BP thing, and you really no. tried. I'm great, man. I just came back from a OBGYN meeting with my wife, so we had like a we were running to go to fucking Harlem to do like we have like two weeks before this before this baby comes. Uh, and I was sweating, not thinking I was going to make it. But thank God for that fucking Chicago hot dog that bought me a little bit of time. <laughs> I was like, they're going to be mad at me if I have to delay the podcast because of my wife's uh, OBGYN. And then to find out you're delaying it for a Chicago hot dog makes me feel so much better. I'm going to be so mad. This doctor's appointment went late to check on the heartbeat of my child. But you're like, I needed bacon on my dog, dog. Greg. Uh- <laughs> I wouldn't say that we're not mad at you still, and uh, because of this. And here's another thing: people been having babies for uh, millenniums uh, with no sure. OBGYNs. They and, they and it all works out. Now, a Chicago yes, humans style are here. Dog, just gives my man the sustenance he needs to to mm-hmm. perform on this very podcast. And, people been uh, eating Hebrew National without <laughs> onions for years. They can live without it. <laughs> Sorry, I am highly caffeinated. So I'm I'm grateful both of you guys were running late because I am I'm lagging today, and uh, I I got 
very drunk last night in honor of Norm Macdonald passing. Uh, sure. Really fast RIP to uh, rest in peace to Norm Macdonald, who uh, it was very devastating news yesterday. And uh, I, uh, in his honor, just got so fucking drunk. <laughs> and, uh, I don't feel good today, but um, I'm going to power through. But uh, You're the first one I thought of when he died. Is that true? We, yeah, because the last time we had discussed, you and I were having a giant uh, Norm riff off where we were mm-hmm. just doing bit for bit. Yeah. And I remember we, we had talked about the Fantastic Four sketch, which is one of my favorite things ever. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. It's, I just was like, how that was right there. How did I not get that? I'm I the know. comic book guy. I know. How did he not get How did he get that? But it's so <laughs> good. Good. Listen to it on your own, folks. We're not going to yes. recap it here. Yes. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Like you thought of Tom first because I thought of his uh, friends and family. That's who I was thinking of when I heard that he passed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I said no one's going to be more devastated than Tom Brady, old Tom Brady, not new Tom Dakar, old Tom Brady. Hey, I'll be Greg Carluzzo all day if we want to do. If we want to do old names. All right. um, Let's. Uh, I'm Greg Stone. Ooh, you have introduced you a, me. We have introduced you. Uh, we have Greg Stone on the show today uh, <laughs> from Friday Friday Night Greg podcast. Um, great, uh, great comedian, great friend, uh, and one of Antonia's my my fiance's uh, favorite comedians. And uh, really, really quickly, I'll, and then we'll get into what we're here to talk about. Uh, there's something that me and Antonia laugh about a lot, which is the first time she came to see me at the cellar you were on the show as well and you had a joke that she talks about all the time about how your it was your uh, towels that uh were like brown and you thought your wife was wiping her ass with the towels and this turned, is the worst way to do someone else's bit i will no 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 bad. i'm gonna do it it's, <laughs> it's gonna be bad and it's gonna make you look like a dipshit <laughs> Keep it going with this dipshit. Dipshit is a great. That's not used yeah. enough. Yeah, I'm, it's gonna make you look over full. <laughs> hey, get out of here, dipshit. Dipshit is fun. Oh, I, we need to work that back in a circulation. Yeah. That fucking dipshit over there. I don't know why that's making me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's fucking dipshit. Uh, I don't know why. That's great. That's great. Sorry. So Continue right I ahead. need to tell it my way because this Do is it. important to uh, the story is that I fucked it up in the retelling because I was like worried about my set or whatever. I'm not thinking yeah. about Greg Stone's fucking set. I can't watch this guy yeah, during this performance. I've, of course, watched you since and before and had a great time. But this one I'm nervous for. It's one of my first sets there. And you have this joke. About how uh, you thought your wife was wiping her ass with the towels because they were they were like dirty all the time, like brown and shit. And it turned out you found out that she was actually wiping her make off, uh, makeup off. And I, <laughs> Antonio was like, remember that joke Greg said about how his uh, wife like was uh, wiping her ass with the towels? And I and then I was like, oh yeah. And then it turned out it was actually her period. <laughs> Oh my was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That would not be better. Like, no, it was a makeup. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. It's way I worse. That was your big joke. It's like, <laughs> it was her period, people. Get in town. The woman, Jesus. <laughs> it was her period. That's way. It's like the killer's in the house. No, the killer is is you. Like, it's way worse. That wasn't a good yeah, riff, but you get it. You get it. Uh, you know, I'll just edit that whole part out just to make <laughs> it all clean. 
<laughs> Clean this up for me, uh, will you? Yeah, I. Well, we laugh about that all the time. But that I thought that it was just the their period. But, uh, sorry if anybody's uh, grossed out. But uh, grow up. Uh, it's a natural thing that women do. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Women say like it's not gross. It's natural. Yeah, blowing my nose on a towel is also gross right we all do that that's natural no one's fucking weird about that that's not male or female power it's all gr- fluids are gross crying is not gross crying is gay oh my god <laughs> no i'm just kidding i mean it, it is gay because gay people cry too everyone cries <laughs> you're gonna lean edit in. this out edit this all out. Yep, edit me yep. <laughs> you can go through clean this up this is gonna be a 14 minute podcast this is gonna be fun. and the first 13 is tom and i talking about <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by the BP oil spill, yep. where we'll be discussing that for 40 minutes in length. We have Greg Stone on the show today, and then it's just you doing your plugs. <laughs> Dude, we, we did this once, but it got deleted. On a Rad Dudecast episode, the audio went out for half of the episode, so we just looped the second half. <laughs> Like no one, it's either no one noticed oh or I don't know God. what the fuck. We did it it's like a gag, and no one noticed until eventually we were on this label, and they were like, "Hey, we listened to an episode, and do you guys just do two? Like, there's a, there's a problem. It's just the same episode in the same episode, and they we had to take it down. Uh, but it was like, what a gag! Like, what a great gag! We didn't have enough time, so we just looped the end. I love. But it. You could do that here if you'd like. Love that pod, and I uh, love Friday Night Greg as well. That's the podcast that Greg Stone has, and uh, we're here to talk about a one Aesop Rock today. You're wearing the t-shirt. We don't do video on the show, but I'll, I'll tell people now, you are wearing an Aesop Rock t-shirt. I appreciate you dressed the part. Not the on Blue Lives Matter hat. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> what people know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm wearing. I got a bird on my shoulder dressed like a pirate. Hey, just enjoy yourself. And... <laughs> I was going to say Swazi. Swazi is a fun way to say swastika, right? Get up, oh, go. go. <laughs> yes, Edit is. this out. Edit that this is. part out if you don't mind. I'm not editing that part out. <laughs> I can't do too much work on this. I'm, I'm not feeling great. Don't edit any of it. I don't really care anymore about anything. You know, if you don't know who I am, if you don't realize, it's like, I don't care, man. I'm sorry. I got to just, I'm not a racist or a homophobic person. I just talk. I just say what whatever is in here, I throw it out. And I if think we would get to this within the first 14 minutes. <laughs> God knows. I'm I can't control it. It's only a matter of time before they get me anyway. Anyway, I got this. Re- I'm, I'm so caffeinated up. It's wild. I had a cold brew. I'm crazy because I woke up at seven to go to this goddamn appointment. Anyway, Aesop Rock is a shirt I'm wearing. I'm sorry to take us off. Let's get Let's it back on. Right off the bat. Give us a little bit of history with Aesop Rock. Uh, I... When you sent ASAP Rock, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I thought you meant ASAP Rocky. Everyone does. It's, it's weird that they're both artists and, uh, and they're both uh, in the world and uh, their names are so similar. Speak on that. Yeah. Show. It was insulting, I thought. I hate ASAP Rocky for that reason because ASAP Rock had been around a lot longer. He was like, he'd come up in that, like, he's a guy from Long Island. He's, in my opinion, and I think when you get him, you get him. He's the greatest of all time, lyrically, as far as rap goes. There is no one who is doing what he's done. You can listen to his songs, and like at first it's aggressive. You go, oh god, what is this? But it's he's like a um, Coen Brothers movie. Like, did you ever see when I first saw Big Lebowski? I went, this is dumb. And then after like the fifth time I saw it, I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. You just need to know where 
what you're in for, like what you're trying to get. And that's what Aesop Rock is big about, to me, in my opinion. He's like, his lyrics are things that you hear and you go, if you're not really listening, you're like, this is garbage. But when you start dissecting what he's saying, you're like, holy Christ, this this guy is talking about shit that at a time when he you know, first started, no one else was really doing. Um, I got into him. I actually got into him because someone sent me an Eminem CD when Eminem first came out. Everyone was like, you got to get, I got a burned Eminem CD. But someone just said, this is another white guy. I'll just put it on here. So I guess in um, Kaza or whatever the fuck that, where you'd burn Kaza, rappers or people would just label things wrong so that they would get downloads. I uh, think someone did that with Aesop Rock, so I got into Aesop Rock thinking he was Eminem, and I was like, yo, this Eminem is fucking the best. Uh, and then other people were like, yeah, he is. But I'm like, no, this Eminem is better. <laughs> and then I found out who it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you get to hear any of it? Yeah, yeah. This is so. This is why uh, we do the playlist. And uh, I, I will say, so right off the bat, you offered up. You were like, I'll say, I'm going to send you five songs that'll get you into them immediately. And I was like, that's a great coincidence because I'm about to ask you for six songs. And then you <laughs> send nine. about nine songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't, in my defense, I couldn't figure out how to do I just got Spotify. I've been an Apple. I've been a, uh, I've been a YouTube music guy for some reason. I have been a YouTube music guy this whole time. So I just got Spotify. I don't know how to delete songs off the playlist. So I was going to message you and be like, don't listen to this Malibu Ken song. It, you don't need it. But I, I'm whatever. Tell you, I would have greatly appreciated it had you done that. Because <laughs> you got one extra song. I did not get one extra song. I got three extra songs. No. Count them out. All right. Daylight, Holy Smokes, Long Legged Larry. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't need that one. For. <laughs> one plus one equals 13 now we're at six uh bazooka tooth and fast cards okay so it was two extra songs two extras it's extra credit you keep going but yeah was it that painful to listen to uh not all of it but <laughs> no yeah, no yeah. i actually was uh i was finding myself uh having a good time with some well, of it and then i let it play so long that someone else started uh it was what is this uh montego slay started up and i didn't know who, i thought it was still uh Aesop Rock, and I was like, damn, now I'm really starting to like this. And it turned out it wasn't him. Well, you don't, I don't expect people to like him on the first listen. That's the issue, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it really is a lyrics thing. When there's that song on there, Kiln, the, I don't know if you go through each song. I don't listen we, to podcasts. We play, like, we play, we play, play clips from each song. Play yeah. clip from each song. So, you want to you hear a little bit of Kiln? But you have to go to the, you have to go to, he doesn't come on to the end of the song. So, yeah. it's like he's the second verse. What he talks about on this song, and I'll read the lyrics because I don't really, I'll read the lyrics too. I don't even give a shit. I cannot it, be man. funny on this podcast. I'm so serious about Aesop Rock. I do not know how to <laughs> joke about it. I won't. I'm like, this is the one guy I am a mega fan of, a psycho about. Like, this is my guy. Like, yeah. when people try to say something, I get mad. Like, I, I can't laugh about it. Oh, I am no. so into this. It's crazy. I don't want to meet him. I'll cry. He'll be rude to me. And then I'll fight him. <laughs> I'm not going to fight again. Now I'm fighting a rapper in fucking Seattle. I don't want to do that. Um, it's and gonna be. Is it, he is. I've heard he is rude. That's like a th- or people said he. There's a, a high chance that he's an asshole. He like burns a lot of bridges. Uh, I, there's the beef between him and Kimya Dawson. Uh, which I guess we'll get into that later. Let's. You were about to pull up the kiln lyrics. I got him. See, I think he's also just a guy who's kind of private. You know what I mean? And like you know, or whatever. He's what he is. Who the hell gives a shit? Um, we, we all know comedians who are dicks. I'm not one of them. I'm one of the greatest. Uh, humans who's ever lived on earth um i'm just talking to pull up these lyrics when i could yeah. just let you talk you want me to play uh, some of it before you do that yeah 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 you it's uh right. right, yeah I'm, I'm good i I'll got it already. around the end and hopefully i find it. i'll tell you right where to go 
You gotta go back. You gotta go back. Go back. Go back. Like uh, I can. Yeah, I'll give you the exact time because it's like it's it's two people on the song. It's a kind of like the middle. The first line is "Sidewinders wind through fried wires." That's when he first comes in. Yeah, probably right after this. I have a specific place for you to end. Oh, keep going. Oh, never mind. Anyway, I could just read. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Uh, I'll just tell you about it. What that what that does for me, those lyrics are when I I'll read them to you and I kind of want to talk to you about them. I ha- what he's explaining, no one has ever explained. It's that feeling of walking into the comedy cellar and seeing nothing but industry and the bookers and you as an artist having to navigate through that and deal with it when you don't feel comfortable and he fucking nails it. Right. So the first line is sidewinders wind through fried wires. Right. What I always, you know, the missile, a sidewinder missile having to go through fried wires. Remember in the old Nintendo, uh, the old Nintendo Ninja Turtle game where you have to swim through the that's essentially that like trying to dip and weave through these fried wires. The industry, the people, they're all in the fucking room. You're at the Comedy Central party. It's a fucking nightmare. Right. Who were trying desperately to organize an alphabet and prose. That would render them drastically exaggerated roles. Um, uh, I'm, I know I shouldn't care. That's like that's a whole thing of like organized alphabet. Pro. I don't want to get into that. It's about rapping, whatever. I know I wouldn't care, but I'm too old to play the dozens. But admittedly, I visualize some ultimate comeuppance. Like you're just you're praying that these guys are going to get their their just desserts. This this for holding themselves higher, but they're not going to. We we all know that, right? Um, where's the line I really want to grab here? Um, like. Uh, there's a there's a, a lyric about uh, oh yeah in a room of hired primates climbing on typewriters right trying to desperately organize an alphabet and prose what they are he's calling the industry right now not artists he's saying these are monkeys trying to sit at a typewriter and nail you know how they say if you get a, if a thousand monkeys they'll yeah. eventually get uh, Hamlet or whatever the fuck that's what he's calling them he's like you're a bunch of fucking monkeys hoping that if you type long enough at this you'll get the winning guy the celebrity or the or the industry or these shitty comedians who just don't have artistic abilities which we know they are right they're just playing the numbers game hoping that they'll get somebody right uh and let me know if this is just annoying because i'm again i'm so into this that i love i know it's uh uh, 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 oh this is great yeah yeah this is a good uh me and tommy were just saying the more you can give us the better because i i don't know a lot about i didn't listen to it so i'm 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 happy to like hear you break songs down because you're right, upon one listen, I don't pick up what he's talking about. I'm just hearing the 
feet more than anything. Exactly. And he's got a weird ass voice. So it's hard to get on. It's hard to get invested in when he sounds so weird and crazy. And his raps aren't like hooky. They're all lyrics based, right? Yes. Like he has this line right here. It says, who step inside a club like a statue crying blood, which is like feeling awkward. You walk into the cellar. You feel like that statue crying. But it's from something I don't know. So you have to like Google a lot of his shit to know what he's talking right. about. Uh, dance floor scattered asking why I'd come, you know, sitting there. Oh, this is where it gets good, right? Man, shamefully, whichever way you cut it, I was trying to impress some people I can't even stomach, yeah, you know? I like come that. on, it's not hitting you right there. Yeah. You'd think you'd like you're cool enough. You think you'd like to think you're cool enough to not care if you're cool, but the spirit gets distracted. The flesh is fucking cruel. They Damn. drag you through the tempest and extend you to the wolves. This would be the time if I had any cool signature moves. You know what I mean? What this, the fuck is... This is walking around the Montreal after party or whatever, the bar yes. or whatever, and you're just like, why do I give a fuck what any of these people think? But you do. Yeah, this but, is a, What's a way that non-comics can relate to this? Anyone, anyone who's ever had to impress a boss or any kind yeah. of bullshit. You know, this guy's not a comic. He's a, he's a rapper. But that feeling of like, yeah, man, I'm fucking too cool for this. And you get there and you still got to play the game because you're not. And then it's like, you know, that's my favorite line, which is uh, this would be the time if you had any cool signature moves. You know, it's like, you know, uh, you know, hit him, hit him with a Hadouken or hit him with a good laugh line, you know. Um, I do like the line moves, though, because it's like it makes it sound like you're going to do like a fun little dance or like a (laughs) (laughs) signature move. And I and for the most part, the rest of that song, like it's that whole verse is it just it just hit me so well with like being in this industry and being in this business that I was like, fuck, he gets it. And if he's an asshole, he's an asshole. But at least he was able to offer me something to help me not feel alone in this mm-hmm. bullshit industry with these bullshit fucking people. Um, Love it. Can I can I uh, and you just cut me off because I no 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 I highly. You- so uh, we're gonna do. We'll let you pick six songs out of this. Uh, this you know thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got one about the BP oil spill, which he really nails it. I'll keep calling that yeah. joke back. You better not. We're not gonna cut you off from talking, but I do ask that you stop drinking. Yeah, we're gonna. Cut it you is off. really. I, I mean, it is like new. <laughs> You're about to have a baby. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if they can't see, but I feel like my camera set up. I feel like I'm on a confessional at the office. Are you noticing this? Does it not feel like Michael Scott's a real cocksucker? Uh, anyway. That was amazing. that famous <laughs> quote from Jeff. <laughs> you look like that, and then Tommy looks like he's in like Drake's studio or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are Definitely you? a mixing board in front of him. I'm at my uh, my sister's house in their basement. Yeah, they got a cool setup. They got cool lights in here. That is a cool setup. What's that? Is that a, cool. a TV? It's like a weird purple light thing. It changes colors. Yeah, that's cool as hell. I feel like I'm at the damn uh, not the MoMA. What the hell's that? It doesn't matter. Uh, there's a, <laughs> a museum I went to with a cool light uh, setup that I cannot remember what it was called. Mass Mocha. That's it. Mm. Uh, anyway, very cool. Um, yeah, you do look. Damn it! I wish we. I'm gonna take a picture of this. I mean, I guess. What am I gonna use this for? What's <laughs> 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 happening on my computer? <laughs> uh, there we go. Anyway, uh, let's let's hear another song. Though, unless you unless you got more you want to say about Kim. No, no. I would. Can I pick the next song? Yeah, of course. Because I previously yes. I already pulled the lyrics up, so it'll be yeah. easier. Yeah. What do you? Um, got? 
song. You want so to this... play instrumentals and you can do the rap? Oh, no, that would be my dream. Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you like I could never? It's what I would. I would die to do that. You can never pretend that it's what I want to do, but it's secretly what I would kill. We all want to be rappers. Everybody, every comedian wants to be a rock band or a fucking rapper. But you know, I think we talk about karaoke a lot on the show, and I think a lot about doing like Monster or like uh, what's another one that I'm like I, I did American Boy once the yeah. Kanye and uh, I can't remember the uh, yes yes uh, I think about doing that, and then I'm like, if I fuck up one line, it's over. Like it's <laughs> done and. It's, and also, monster is really long, and you. Need I'm a motherfucking monster. That Cardi that B, Kanye like West. Every word I would be able to do, and I would want to do Nicki Minaj's part, but you got to. <clears throat> but it's just like you need too many people. I think to do it. it doesn't matter, but it's it, it does seem yeah. Just being a rapper seems like the coolest thing in the world. Just a good. Time. Um, did I ever tell you my karaoke story? No, I don't think so. It's not even a story. It's a life. Before I started doing comedy. <laughs> In 2001. It seems like bombed. it's going to be really long. <laughs> it might be. You might have to. We may have to edit this out. This is a pre-edit. Hit Mark the time now, and then you'll know where to cut out. Starting cut out here. I'll clap. Cut out there, and then I'll do five minutes on this story, and then you cut it in. <laughs> and we're back. Tell us the line. Uh, wasn't that a great story, guys? No. <laughs> no, I, I did. Uh, so I bombed real hard in 2001 doing carry, uh, doing comedy quit for like a year or two and for those few years i was traveling up and down new jersey every night of the week sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday while i was straight edge did not drink doing karaoke every single night as a character named gus dakota i would wear fake swear to god this is a thousand percent true there are youtube videos when i was doing and also just let you know this ends huh how old were you at this time not young enough my friend i was I was this is like oh five oh four some shit around there I don't really know uh but I I also got it so I would do I had a set list Anthony DeVito would come me Anthony came as this character named Suntune he was a very like racially ambiguous guy who had like his hair parted in the middle and like these pedophile glasses the guy would go ladies and gentlemen keep it going for Gus Dakota Suntune would run over Anthony grab the microphone say shut the music shut the music and then he would redo my intro he would go, ladies and gentlemen, this next, your next performer is one of the greatest singers of all time. He's the Sultan of Swing, the King of Charisma. Keep it going for Gus de Goda. Now hit his music. And then I would come out to like, and then I would do, I had a set list. I would do all Neil Diamond. Uh, I would end on Nally and Brulia Torn. I did it in my own way. Uh, and it would be a bunch of like, this old dog's got a lot of tricks in him, you son of a bitch. Like that kind of guy. He was just like a fucking, it would carry a knife. It was crazy. So questions for you, man. Sure. Okay. First off, when you say you did like a set list, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> how was that possible? A karaoke? Sure. No, I would come with a set list. And right. then I would, as soon as karaoke would open, I would go, here are my songs, place whoever you want in between me, but these are, these are in. And sometimes people wouldn't put in or they wouldn't put in early and I'd do like four or five in a row. Oh, and the karaoke <laughs> guys knew me. They would go, Gus Dakota, take it away. We got two more from Gus. I had a guy come up to me one time and go, Hey man, I was gonna do Neil Diamond tonight, but I know you do Neil, so I'm not gonna do it unless you think it's okay. And I went, "You don't do Neil if old Gus is in the house." And he, I wouldn't let him do it, and he wouldn't do, and he, I wouldn't let him do Gus. I wouldn't let him do Neil. LA's fine. The sun shines most of the time. You want to do it? You can't do it. It was a lot of that, like a lot of just 
walking around trying to fuck women. I legitimately can't tell if this is real. If you're, I'm like hungover to a level, but <laughs> my, I can't tell if you're just fucking with me. My not. rule is, my rule is, if you ask me if I'm lying, I'll always tell you if I'm lying. Yes. I am not lying. <laughs> and I will also tell you that you're not going to believe this part. I was telling the guy I used to work for it. TJ Friday's a story. I was like, yeah, I used to go. I've been going around doing Gus Dakota karaoke. And he goes, I would love to see that. I said, awesome. Do you mind if I come back and work a couple extra shifts at Friday's because I need some money? And he goes, yeah, come in. I show up in the Friday shirt with a bear stapled. It was a picture of a bear that I took out of a Maxim magazine stapled to it. Nunchucks in my back, fake mustache, sunglasses, bandana. He goes, so I guess I got Gus Dakota. I went, you fucking AAA right. He changes my name in the computer and I worked a shift a week at TGI Fridays for about four months as a guy named Gus Dakota. People I knew came up to me because I was in the bar and they go, Greg, you got to see, we got this crazy guy working here. Gus Dakota, I swear to God, he has a fake mustache. I went, that sounds nuts. People I knew didn't know it was me. My mustache fell off into a woman's plate once. And she went, is that a fake mustache? And I went, are those fake titties? You don't ask a man that question. And I left. It was, and I never made more money in my life at tips. Full character. This is what I was doing for a while in my life. That is so crazy you did it. So, because uh, at first, at first I thought you were like running karaoke as a way to make money, but you were just doing this for the love of the game. Love of the game. You love of the wow. game. So you did it every night of the week. Is that what you, I? You said like you said the days in a weird order. <laughs> yeah, I did it every Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, yeah. Saturday, Ash Wednesday, every holiday. Yeah, no, every day. I did it every night because I wanted to be doing stand up, but I was I needed I had that energy to get out, and so I would just go do karaoke every night. Incredible. That is uh, one of the wild. Greg, you're you're full of fucking insane stories. <laughs> really shit. That just reminded me of that just reminded me of uh, the thing that's happening on your Instagram right now. <laughs> just really, I know that this is where this is a fucked up episode because we're supposed to be talking about Aesop. Right? Yeah, I think, we and we'll get back to him. But uh, and we don't have Jared this week, so that uh, cuts two minutes off or whatever. But so Greg hired uh, a social media manager. Is that correct? Yes. Now, yes. I tell us what mm-hmm. I saw. So there's a post from uh, what was it Labor Day? What the hell holiday was it? That uh, yeah, it was Labor Day. It was yeah, Labor, Labor Day. Day. So they've started posting on your Instagram as you. Uh, now, why did you do this? <laughs> So I hired, I wanted to never touch my social media again, right? So I hired this company and it was like 500 bucks a month, which is a lot, but I was like, that's pretty cheap for what they're willing to do. And I said, what are you willing to do? And they said, we will post every day a video. We will post on Twitter. We'll post on all of your things. We'll give you a schedule of what'll be going up. And that's what they'll do. And I was like, awesome. This is what I want. They did none of that. (laughs) I sent them. 90 hours of content plus my podcast that they're supposed to go through and cut shit. They, they kept not doing it on, they, I didn't, you didn't even know about this. I sent them a clip of my podcast of someone else's podcast. I'm not going to say who someone else's podcast. And I went, I want my clips to go like this. Here's a great example of how the clip should look. Mm-hmm. They posted that person's podcast. <laughs> and it was Ben Shapiro. My, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to delete it, which is very awkward. Um, so then they started just posting things in my name. And so they posted, it was like, uh, it's Labor Day. 
You can't have a good Labor Day if you don't work hard. I'm the hardworking comedian, Greg Stone. It was like, and it didn't even say that. It was in broken English because they're clearly doing is outsourcing it. They're clearly getting people from India or Japan, not Japan, Japan, I don't know, India or like somewhere to do this. And it was like, I comedy fun is to happen with Greg Stone time. And I was like, what is this shit? And then I started fighting with them. Go ahead, Tom. I feel like you've got something synced up. No, here. I just found the post, and it's like I, I, it's the fact that you left it up is hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, they're still working for me. No, These, they're so funny. Well, because they gave me a free month, so uh, I'm like, yeah, keep posting this shit. They post wild things, and I just, it's then I just fight with them in the comments. It's just them being like, Greg says, follow me. And I'm like, hey, stop talking to my friends. And they're like, we need to talk to your friend. And it's just Greg talking to Greg because they're signed into my account. Wild. I love the, so it says, it's a picture of you that I wish people, you guys got to go to Greg's. <laughs> you got to go to Greg's Instagram because this picture is so funny. It's just you. I can't even explain the face. You have to see it. And then it's like, what? It, yeah, I have a little, uh, it says uh, you can't party hard if you don't know how to work hard. And then it says Labor Day on your shoulder. And then, and then it, you know, the caption is I grind hard a lot, a lot every a lot every night. And then <laughs> they put the water drops <laughs> like emoji. You know what I mean? No, what? I don't. Like you know what thing? I mean? <laughs> I grind hard a lot every night. So that means I don't grind every night. Every night for about 20 minutes, I grind pretty hard. Yep. And then I stop. A lot, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Wild. Uh, <it's> incredible. <laughs> Labor Day, actually uh, one of Aesop Rock's uh, first albums. This is mm. great. This is br- what you just did was beautiful. You got us back <laughs> on track, which is what we desperately needed. Right. Uh, so you, you had a, a track pulled up before uh, I got us so far off track. but uh, So... I'm yeah, so glad we learned this karaoke uh, alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, um, apparently, uh, were you filing taxes as this guy? As <laughs> Uncle Gus? <laughs> yeah. Uncle Gus did get a I swear to God, this is hand of God. Went to a party, met a girl as Gus Dakota, did not break character. She went, call me. Called her. Wow. We started dating. No. Because of, I swear to God, we started, she she was dating Greg though, right? But at the time, I had the must. I grew the mustache for real for this like project I was working on. Shave the mustache. Three months later, she breaks up with me. I honestly think she fell in love with Gus Dakota and not every time. Every now and again, I'll have a mustache, and my friends will call me and say, "Greg, you need to shave it. You know what will happen." And what they're saying is, they know that Greg will be lost, and Gus Dakota will fully take over, and they know. <laughs> Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the symbiote takes over, or symbiote if you're a fucking Fox Studios. Yeah, uh, we should have Gus, we should have Gus on the show at some point. Elias, <laughs> yeah, he's he's always ready to come. Um, uh, all right, let's let's listen to another song. Uh, so let me. So the one? song you got. So this, I want to give you a little backup on this one. So I liked Aesop Rock a lot, right? Then I heard this song, and this was the first song that like made me go holy shit he is nailing how i feel to a t- it's called holy smokes I, I'm, I'm not sure if i told you that yes, no. uh how i feel about religion and i'd never heard a rap song about religion before mm-hmm. and also the song this song isn't like the what you'd think it's not like okay this guy's just dissing religion right the hook 
is one of my favorite hooks ever. He goes, I'm not an asshole. I'm just a little confused, right? That has been my entire take on religion my whole life. It was like, look, I'm not trying to be a dick. I don't hate religion. But this whole thing is weird and confusing. And when he bra- and this is like an earlier song, how he breaks down his life through and kind of like leaving Catholicism is I've never heard that in a rap song before. And it fucking nails it. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. Do you yeah, want me to wrap the whole I'll wrap it for you if you'd like. <laughs> I'll play some of it, then uh we'll hear your take on it. Or if you want to rap along to it, that's fine. <laughs> uh is there any specific part you want me to start at? Um you can start in the beginning of the song. It's a little okay. bit of a, like, where you first going, but... For sure. I'll start it up. Always Give him one of these pills if he has any pain. A parable. Yeah, you get a little... It's a little... Well, it's a little story with a lot of truth. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus told many parables to grown-ups and children alike. He told them simply and sincerely, in words everyone could understand, so that all might learn the lesson that he was trying to teach. Yes. He was selfish with the helmet for the little ones, to break through and sewage crippled up the gap and torn and mickle punks. Slowly culprits were his lowly robot. Comes in in a second. What's that? Oh, it comes... It comes in in a second. Kitty corn dungeon guns and three fingers for your daughter's quartz belly up. Antique Nazi paraphernalia. Now this is it. Your bills with holy water and hell Mary love. Shut the fucker for the Alcatraz shower fun. And mommy's mad at police from Generation X agnostic front. At 8th the nifty cake in 1958. Before the new New Testament approved ultra boy fisting rape. And take me to your later long as we don't manipulate Tom's or Beaver. Call me crazy, but I bet that wasn't God's demeanor. Sodomy or cake and Long Island was Jesus every weekend. Spoon fed to appease traditional love bringing up a middle Pennsylvania shithole where elders movement stressed a stellar therapeutic Bible cycle. Come church with a that's the part I like. Oh, that's the part I like. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, but that's okay. I can read it to you. Yeah, as no, I will be reading the lyrics. Tell the signals on. <laughs> I know. I don't, and I don't know how to. Do, maybe I should be the one playing the songs. Oh, maybe. As I have a phone as well, I thought maybe this was some kind of like you're going to share a computer, but you just put an iPhone to a microphone. Yeah, I have a cord, <laughs> but it's in my car, and uh, that really fucks. I can't be walking to cars getting cords. Uh, sorry. Yeah, but that song, right? So, like, just kind of explaining, like, uh, what he goes is Christmas morning smelled fresher than angel pussy, which I think is just a hilarious way to just spit in God's face, uh, or your Christian family. But Immaculate Conception came second to playful goodies. Like, laser tag was way more spiritual than blood and body wafer bags and a manger staff as long as Santa ate the cookies. Like, him just having that explaining of, like, yeah, what is christmas to us it's not about god it's about toys we love that that was all fun but then once it kind of comes in it gets shit like i was a uh, catholic you know uh by the time i was old enough to know what religion was i was catholicism numb and truly didn't give a fuck 94 moved out the crib and ain't seen a steeple since what evil can evil seeps and christian leaders pitch i don't sometimes you read these you go, i didn't even know that was what he said uh <laughs> till pre-slapped parental advisory warnings i'll be auditioning gods in my office on monday morning which i always love that line of like i'll be auditioning gods in my office because when you don't get to audition gods it's the one you get you're raised here's your religion and you go i'm right that's how you're lucky enough you you were lucky enough to have parents 
to have picked the right religion that they didn't even pick. Their grandparents picked. Right. So it's like this idea of we don't even know. And they get you when you're a fucking kid. They don't get you when you're 18. If they ever had to say 18, we pick a religion. No one would pick one because you have to get them when they're children. And that's kind of what this song is a lot about, which I had never heard Drake address. And that's what's been very upsetting to me or any of these. um, uh, I don't know. Whack track antagonists. I don't know what they're, <laughs> I don't know what they're the called. Hell? But anyway, I don't know. Just saying anything. I'm getting hyped up now here. But I, I um, <laughs> just feel like Kanye switched religions at a late age. Did he? I mean, he's super religious now. And he, you know, like 10 years ago, he wasn't. He was like, he was saying, I am a God <laughs> like eight years ago. Now he's <laughs> fully like doing gospel. It's a, uh, yeah. It's, yeah he's still talking about himself. I still think, I think he thinks he's Jesus Christ. He's like, Jesus is the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm Jesus. Follow me, dog. I think this is what's happening. <laughs> um, but also, I wouldn't address, I wouldn't think of Kanye as like, Kanye is an amazing artist, very talented, but this is not a guy I would listen to about anything. Anything. I would not, unless it was like, here's how to make beats, here's how to get famous. Mm-hmm. This isn't a guy you want to sit down and talk to about like, hey, what's really going on in the world? Because he's kind of got, it's sometimes I think that a bird climbed into his braid and ate a ate a piece of it. <laughs> just a little piece very just a little piece take a little nibble <laughs> uh all right uh we are we are deep into this and it's my fault but we gotta we gotta listen to some more songs because uh or maybe we just do like four or five and have you do like a deep breakdown on them um whichever one you prefer do you just want to play the songs yourself is that easier yeah sure all right. uh this song is called shrunk I love this. Is on this. This if you're ever if you want to do an album from Aesop Rock, I would say listen to the Impossible Kid. That's the best album. I that's it's probably his most solid album. And this song is about um, it's a hard ass beat about therapy, which I love. I love the fact that he addresses. I tried to give you his, uh, the most eclectic shit, right? Like this is like oh him talking about his experience getting into therapy. I thought this is kind of fun. My, I always come out to this song when I'm on the road. My first name is a random set of numbers and letters and other alphanumerics that changes hourly forever. My last name, a thousand vowels, fitting down a sinkhole to a susurrus. It couldn't just be John Del or Bingo. My address, a made-up language written out of living glyphs, lifted from demonic literature and religious texts. Telephone uncovered by purveyors of a Ouija, and checked against the CBGB women's room. How much do I play? I never know how much to play. Play like 30 seconds. So that's that's the general gist of it. He has a great line about one of the great lines in this song is, uh, um, he's talking about his therapist. He's like, "You're a half a mil in debt. I get more." guidance from my barber which i love that it's just like it's like why would i listen to you you're like you you've loved this life and what the fuck like how do you know what you're talking about um but he kind of just goes through the idea of going into therapy for the first time which i think is really kind of cool i don't know if i have uh i uh, do a joke about this song in my stand-up actually uh so what i what i say is uh they have rock he goes my first name is a random set of numbers and letters who is he grimes and elon musk baby damn dog you hit him hard bro that's a burn session right there (laughs) call the fire department drag Um, girl (laughs) uh, yeah so that's the opener can i play you another one (laughs) yeah Yeah. so this guy is to me is one of the greatest lyrically every line you can take apart 
And you kind of have to Google what he's talking about to be like, what does this mean? What is this reference? Then he comes out with, in the middle of the pandemic, this song called Long-Legged Larry, which is legitimately a nursery rhyme. And I love it. It's just about a frog who can jump real far and saves people. And I was like, man, this guy's the best. I'll tell you right now, this song pissed me off when I was listening to it. And then I started to like it. (laughs) Yeah. Watch the video. I think I like it. You got to watch the video because it's like unbelievable. It's like really great animation, but it was literally him, the greatest lyricist of all time. And then decides, Hey, I'm going to do a ch- I'm going to do a nursery rhyme. And I was like, it just shows you that he also doesn't take himself super seriously, which I kind of loved. The body length of about 20 centimeters. Bullfrogs are the largest. Well, I'm going to wait till it gets there. Cause I don't know how to fast forward on, on Spotify yet. <laughs> but then this defeats the point. <laughs> Jump so high, might miss him while he's gone. Jump over anything, even King Kong. Jumping Jack Flash was his favorite song. Now once upon a time there was a cat in a tree. Chased the squirrel up, been stuck since three. The fireman came, said it's too high for me. How's that cat gonna ever get free? Young Jack Turner was a staple on the block. I did want to get you to this one part that gets me going. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. But yeah, it's just a beautiful tribute to Larry King. What did Larry what? To Larry King. It was a beautiful tribute right after he passed. Uh, (laughs) The reason he he's the reason he died. He heard long ago Larry and he blew his fucking brains out. (laughs) But yeah, the simplicity of the song I love so much because he's not usually a simple guy. And the lines are like uh, jump so high, grew a beard in the air. It's like so, so silly. And then you watch the video, and it's like this really good um, stop animation, and it's like really artistic and cool. And he didn't put it on an album; it just kind of came out. Um, and it's yeah, dope. I, I knowing some backstory on that makes me like it more because hearing it cold, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that wasn't the first one you listened to. No, that was I think what second or third. I listened to it in the order you had here, so I guess it was the third. Yeah. I just heard "Holy Smokes," had my mind fucking obliterated about Did religion, you- man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's I it's see, it like when that. you say it like that. It's horrendous. But as a kid listening to music no, and like, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm it kind of. I thought it was good. I liked that song. Uh, but then I even. But the funny thing is, I did like long. The longer the longer uh, legged Larry. That's a tongue twister. Uh, the longer the long legged Larry went. Uh, the longer that long legged Larry lasted. Um, <laughs> I, I the angrier you were. Really liking it. So I, I fully, you know. Uh, I'm full. I'm all in on long legged Larry. I think he's yeah, dude. Watch the video, then you'll love it. You watch the video and you go, "Oh, this is this is great. This is great." Um, then you had like this. Uh, he he had this song called uh, "So Bazooka Tooth" was the first album that like. So his first album, which I think was called Labor uh, Labor Days, I believe. Um, it was really really great. And then Bazooka Tooth came out, the album Bazooka Tooth, and it was so weird. And crazy and nothing like I'd ever heard with rap before. His voice is just weird. The beats were insane. Like the beats are just like um, calamitous, you know, that I kind of loved it because it was like me. It was like my brain. Like it was like, oh, this is a fucking mess. And so this is a bazooka tooth was this is this song. And this is what fucking I'll just talk over it a little bit. But uh, I got to learn how to fast forward. But just listen to how it comes in.
Like it's kind of slow, still messy as hell. His voice is horrendous. I didn't wait for it, wait for it. It's just like a whole other song. I highly suggest listening to Bazooka Tooth and The Impossible Kid because Bazooka Tooth is like, it's like the first album for me that really broke him where it was like, it was insane. It's all over the place. It's it's uh, different. Uh, you know, he also came up with that LP crew and, uh, you know, MF Doom and all those guys. Like those were like, you know, Atmosphere, those guys and which Atmosphere, I mean, God, sometimes that guy's great, and then sometimes that guy is the worst. But uh, <laughs> he's just like, what are you doing, dude? He's like singing about feeling. Anyway, but Bazooka Tooth is like a mess, and it's crazy. And then by the time you get to Impossible Kid, he has refined his style so well, and he's become such a great storyteller that it's just like this amazing – I love to watch artists get better. And I love everything he's done, and you watch this, and he literally just evolves and gets better and changes, and it's fucking great. But it's definitely nothing that the – I hate to say the mainstream, but like – it's so hard to get people to listen to him because he sounds so weird. You really have it's like a Coen Brothers movie. Like at first you just don't get it. You have to really do it a bunch of times and then you go when and but when you're in, you're all the way in and you're like, "Wow, no one is better than this. This is insane." Absolutely. I think you've made a good case for your boy. Uh <laughs> I I do so uh the thing you were saying about not fitting the mainstream and I was I was trying to look up criticism of him and there is criticism of him like uh, on genius.com there's like a whole thread about how he's overrated and uh this guy who goes pretty hard named can't knock the hustle so uh be mad at him don't be mad at me about this yeah i don't know why you're bringing this uh, up i'm gonna be furious <laughs> most of uh his fans like to pretend that they really understand what he's talking about when they really don't they think yeah there's a guy who doesn't know i've seen this shit i've seen this criticism sorry to pause you halfway <laughs> they go they go they pretend what he's talking about and they really don't well, you do. You, if you yeah, sit you times and you read the lines, you can Google them and you go like, what the fuck? Like, here, you just pick a great line. Like, you pick a like, that's what I love about him is that he'll say lines and you go, this is bullshit words. And then one day you go, oh, that's what you mean. You just take the longest way to say something like he has some dumb. I don't know why this is the lines coming in my head, but it's like zigzag, zigzag around the corner, like zigzag like charlie brown or something and what he's referring to is instead of just saying like you know taking a long time or whatever he says he's reference referencing the shirt charlie brown zigzag shirt and this whole thing but you it takes you and that's not a great example uh but there's a lot of that shit where you kind of have to let me look up lyrics to some uh something else where you don't know and then you hit hits you and you go that's what you were talking about sidewinders through fried wires like 
to understand that feeling. I know what you're talking about. You, you're a missile trying to shoot through these things you can't touch. Because and and then I get that. It's a great way to reference being in a room full of fucking people you hate that are all nasty. Sorry, I, I don't mean to scream oh, at you. I love it. Very passionate. About this. <laughs> I think you did a great. As soon as I read that, as soon as you started breaking down the lyrics to that song at the beginning of the show or at the beginning of the talk about Aesop, I was like, that's exactly. You've already dispelled the one thing that people. Because most of the criticism is that he just uses big words for the sake of using them, and he yeah. doesn't really need what he's saying. It's just to be interesting, but it's like that's a style. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Right. I um, there was like a guy did a study where he compared like a bunch of different rappers, and he found out that of all of them, Aesop Rock has the largest vocabulary yes. in hip hop. Yeah, by like a billion. It's like he's like way ahead. By yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like that's awesome you know i mean that's just kind of fucking uh you know that doesn't make me feel smarter than anyone i do like to learn new words from his songs mm-hmm. like uh he, i found out what sabuku was through aesop rock mm-hmm. i think it's like harry carry it's like when oh, the japanese guys would kill themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. uh let's get to the sub it's in shrunk let's get to the sabuku right like that's uh, remember what, what i like, told you i was gonna do on new year's eve that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a sudoku and i was like <laughs> <laughs> to me and you i don't know why you have that large sword for it it's just numbers on paper brother but hey have fun but uh that's <laughs> i have heard that before um anyway uh let's get to the facebook because uh we got some comments immediately about uh about aesop rock and so i was surprised that people were so quick to jump on this one but uh, somebody posted the thing Tommy was just talking about with the uh, the number of words he used is way more than any other rapper. Um, John Rosenberger says the album he did with Kimya Dawson that uh, included uh, is one of my top 10 albums of all time. Damn, Johnny. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and that's what I, I, I was looking up uh, Aesop Rock controversy. And the only thing I really found was that Kimmy Dawson tweeted, I am not friends with Aesop Rock. Um, it sounds like they had a bad falling out. And it's and like a lot of people he collaborates with, the projects fall apart and they end up point, pointing the, the, the blame ends up on him a lot of the time. But well, you, re- you listen to his songs, you hear what he's talking about and you go, yeah, this guy's mind seems to be crazy. But you don't get this without that. So I'm kind of like, look, artists can go do their... I don't know him. I never met him. Um, so I'm like, maybe he's a little hard to get... Whatever. It's like, that's, you know... You, what You're giving me this art. Keep doing that. As long as you're not murdering or raping anybody, it'd be real nice to... Heart, you know, I don't think it's any of that shit, which is good, but... Um, sorry. Oh, no, all good. Uh, that's what... This is what this is for. Uh, Adam Cousin says, uh, man, he was fun. John Moskowitz says he's great, but also ironic being the most lyrical rapper. I doubt most of his fans can understand even half of what he's saying. Oh, there's that one again. Uh, Steve Vanderplug says, I saw him freestyle batter, battle Murs and Slug at Red Rock. Oh, Murs. And he absolutely <laughs> obliterated both of them. Damn. Damn. Uh, Nate Fritzen, who I just did uh, 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 the horse podcast where we talked about the. Um, the mouse the palace doc that's coming out next week uh, the podcast that we did is coming out next week uh very fun uh nate fritzen says uh love aesop rock he's so consistent throughout the years keeps putting out interesting and innovative stuff uh also i was listening to nine to fivers uh anthem off labor days when i totaled my car in college that song still bangs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bangs oh, i wouldn't hear that anymore after that 
Dan Mindenall says, I love Aesop Rock, but if I have to hear one more white guy with dreads tell me, if you want to hear real hip-hop, you've got to listen to Aesop Rock, not Aesop Rocky. I'll light myself on fire. Damn, Daniel. How many times has that happened? It can't be more than one. Exactly. I don't know any Aesop Rock fans who actually have dreads. I would say, if I got to hear one more white guy with a fitted hat and uh, uh, Air Max is on, tell me about Aesop Rock. It's like, okay. Some ex skateboarder, sure. Mm-hmm. Also, I just, I just hate, I hate. It does make me mad that he's white because, like, then people immediately just don't take him seriously. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, yep. you know, it's like annoying. But it's like, yeah, this is a genre, okay? People can do genres, you know. People can do things, you know what I mean? Also, it's very. If he was doing rap that was like sounded like Jay Z, I get it. Then attack him. But he's doing rap that sounds like nothing anyone has done. So, like, are you just saying people can't rhyme fast anymore if they're not black? Is that what you're saying? Now I'm mad as hell because white people are the best. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. No, I mean, I'm just saying anything to say anything. But what? Yeah. I started off the show with I am not a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my my two favorite rappers are, and I have a ton of favorite rappers, but it's so funny. Anthony DeVito always makes fun of me because he always says I only like white rappers. But my top two are Aesop Rock and this guy, Brother Ali, who just so happens to be an oh, albino yeah. black guy. So it's like, <laughs> damn, dude, even your number your number one black guy is a white guy. Um, but that's a guy, too. I don't agree with a lot of the things he says because he, he does a lot of stuff about religion. Like, he's a Muslim guy. And it's like, yeah, I hate religion, but I think this guy's a great fucking rapper. And I love the his I love storytelling. it. I love lyrics and storytelling and rap more than anything. Uh, all right. Next comment is uh, from Carmen Naidu, uh, who says, "For the longest time, I didn't know Aesop and Aesop Rock were uh, Aesop Rocky were two different people." Yep, I went through that today. Jason Hillman says, "One of the few MCs from the Jux era continuing to put out incredible work." Spirit World Field Guide is con- uh, a, con- a constantly is surprising on? masterpiece. All right, that's oh, the shirt. That's the, that's the shirt that. Uh, yeah. Dude, he also did this album called Malibu Ken with this guy Tobacco. Tobacco did the theme song from Silicon Valley. That's if you would know him. Who yeah. would. And it's so fucking out there beat wise that you're like, I could, everyone would hate it. But I love it. The guy can make almost anything work. He did that shit with Kimye Dawson. It's like, this should not work, but he makes it work. He's, he's, uh, he's great. By the Sorry, way, if you guys ahead. don't know Kimya Dawson, you will know her. if you've seen the film Juno, you will know her work because she was all over that soundtrack. And that, that can I shit talk? In my life, <laughs> yeah. Talk, Let talk, me. Talk. I'm gonna shit talk Joe List real quick. Oh, right? oh. Yeah, let's get a little shit talk on this guy. This is a thing that fucking made me furious. And like, I love Joe, so it just goes without saying. It has nothing but, to do um, with the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we split an Uber. <laughs> Joe likes to talk about music, and now he's like this music guy. And I love music. We all, we all. Love, I hate when people say I'm a music guy. Oh, what do you mean? We're all music guys. That's like saying I'm a guy who eats. Yeah, we all fucking eat, man. Right? You, you go to see bands. We all see bands. Well, anyway, I grew up in like the hardcore punk scene. I was going to like shows every weekend i was going spending a lot of time there um so i'm like i i'm like ah joe you should i know you don't like rap but you should check out this guy aesop rock and i was like you might like it because it's like intellectual also you love shit where you can say you like something other people don't and he was like no 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 no, not for me three or four years later he comes up to me and he tries to put kimye dawson and the uncluded on me 
and he was like, dude, you got to hear this shit. I went, that's Aesop Rock, motherfucker. That's the guy I've been telling you for fucking years, <laughs> but you needed a fucking woman to sing your way to get into him. I was so, f- I almost choked him to death. I was like, are you fucking serious? You're trying to tell me about Aesop Rock? Are you out of your fucking mind? Go home. Six months, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you for, our friendship was on hold for six months. Real quick, and in, a, in another story, I grew up in uh, Newark, right? So all my, I was the only white guy growing up. Many saints there, I heard. I had a few. I had a few like white friends or whatever. My best friends were Puerto Rican. My best friend was this kid, Horse. He's actually the one who got me into Aesop Rock. Uh, he comes up to me two years ago and he was like, AOG, man, you ever heard Black Sabbath? And I was like, yeah, man, I know Black Sabbath. He's like, nah, you don't know him. You don't know him. You got to hear this album, right? And I'm like, and I think it was that album number seven, right? And which is, I don't know if that's the name of the album. It's like they're big. It was like a really unbelievable album. Uh, and the funny thing is, I had never heard that album, and I had to refuse to acknowledge him that he. I was like, "Don't you don't get to tell me a black because I was at Ozfest. I want this shit, but I never went that deep into his shit. But him knowing that above me as a Puerto Rican guy to a white guy, right? Like, I'm not allowed to tell him about rap. He's not allowed to tell me about Ozzy Osbourne. The skin color gets you a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he got me into that album, but it was just like that one thing where people try to tell you shit, and it's like, he was actually right. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, and I probably, I'm not a racist, people. <laughs> that's what everybody who talks about Aesop Rock says. It's like, I don't like him because he's white. I, I, I swear to God, he's good. I'm not a racist, people. <laughs> All right, I'm going to anyway. read one more here. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey McDonald says, really like his work. I got into him uh, when I... Uh, around the time I first heard about artists like Company Flow, uh, Rob Sonic, Mr. L- Mr. Liv, Liff. Yeah, and, Mr. Liff. Uh, and it Pop Consortium. Uh, not many weak links in that late 90s, early 2000s underground hip-hop scene. Alright. See, and that's the thing, too, about this shit. Where This is uh, Sean, uh, Sean Hayes. That's not his name. I actually, um, What's my man? Sean Gray? Andy Haynes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had an, I don't know if it's Sean Haynes. Own Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Haynes and said, Rose over... Beard Baker. <laughs> wow, that is too people need, okay. People need to be walked through that joke. Real bad. <laughs> so Andy married Rosebud Baker, a great comedian who's been on the show, and uh, Tommy did just call her Rose Beard Baker. <laughs> but, <laughs> Because he said Sean Hayes, the famous that, I know, but if we ever be recreated, <laughs> we could turn the tides on Andy right now and start <laughs> saying he's gay and in the closet. And Rose Beard Baker would stick. He has showed no signs of this, but that's fine. We could ruin someone. We could make ruin someone for no reason. Now Although in comedy, with, now you got to hit him with the "I am not homophobic." <laughs> yeah, I am not homophobic. I am not. But that man is. Lo- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that Andy Haynes comes to me one day and, you know, I had an Aesop Rock shirt on and he was like, oh, I used to love that backpack rap. And I got so mad because I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's like, I guess that's kind of what it was called back then. But Aesop Rock, like, yeah, he started a while ago, but like he's tra- like he has grown up there. This what he's doing now is so much better than what it was back then. Like, like I said, Impossible Kid, this new album, the field guide is fucking amazing. Uh, he's just been continually making amazing stuff for so long that like you can't call him that shit anymore because he's not it's not that you know it's like uh it's like saying guns and roses an 80s metal band to me they're not they're they're bigger than the 80s hair bands yeah they came in that generation but they're bigger than that maybe something else uh really fast just because you mentioned i know still making new stuff uh did you see that he apparently 
was asked to he he made verses for Drake's new album and for Kanye's new album and got pulled off of both. Yeah, I saw that. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So he wrote this long thing on uh, his Instagram story because somebody asked him why were your verses taken off, and he said, "Yay was like, bruh, I need this verse by tomorrow at noon, and it better be the best shit you ever wrote." And I was like, "Yay, I can't do it right now. I got Aubrey online too, and he's talking full duet on the CLB lead single." Uh, video the whole thing and yay was all dog if you don't have this verse to me by noon i will collect your fucking heathen soul and (laughs) and then i cut him off and said fine i told uh drizzy i had a migraine and needed the night to sleep i went home and honed in on the beat yay had sent which was the best beat ever produced in music uh i ran a bath and cried and wrote a lot all night in fact i blacked out and when i woke up i had apparently already emailed him something i didn't remember recording I pressed play and it was uh it was two hundred bar Leonardo da Vinci disperse. Uh Ye was blowing up my phone the next morning, going back and forth. I love this, I can't release this. What happened in Florence is not my beef. And I was just like, Yay, it's two hundred bars and it's all I got. Drake uh and Drake needs me. In the end, he felt it was better to leave it off and then uh then take the risk. By the time I got back to Drake, he had heard I didn't really have a migraine from wait for it. Yay. Drake <laughs> in stride and said, uh, but said I couldn't be on CLB after that. And I didn't blame him. It's all love on my end, just le- on my end, just learning how to navigate this game. So yay, it sounds kind of Aesop Rock. Totally fucked him. Yeah. Or Aesop Rocky. I believe that's Aesop uh Aesop yeah. Uh yeah, I saw it. It was Aesop Rock. I saw the same what? thing. Yeah. That's Aesop I Rock. did not know. I was unaware of that. Yeah. I was unaware of that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Johnny Carson. That's fu- man. That would have been so great to have seen to to have seen that happen. But then again, it also could have taken to him to a level where he's this guy. I don't know how well he would do in the main on the main stage. You know what I mean? Too big. People would rip him apart. You know. I don't know. I mean, I lo- I want nothing but money and and everyone to know how great he is. But I I don't know what that would do to him to to become famous like that. It might he might commit suicide. He's too crazy. He's too crazy for that kind of money. Yeah. Fair enough. Man, that's sad as hell. I wish that he would at least got one line on. I know it's there. weird. It's weird that he was like it, so in line to do a big spot on the Drake. I have actually haven't listened to the Drake uh, album yet. I was, I, I still haven't gotten through the full Kanye yet. Um, I'm it's seventy eight songs. So long. <laughs> I do like. It. I, the more I've been listening, we did an episode on it. The more I li- listen to it, the more I like it. But uh, there is a lot of good stuff on it. Yeah, uh, Jail is great. Um, yeah. And I'm not talking heard- about the song. I think that our prison system. Is actually- <laughs> yeah, there's no no notes, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no notes. I heard one song about uh, which I really kind of related to, which about uh, driving a hovercraft. Which I was like, this is there's that one song. Was like, I'm driving a hovercraft. I'm like, what? This is what Kanye you rapping about? Hovercraft songs? I'm in. Uh, all right. Do we do we get anything on Twitter, Tommy? There's three. Uh, yeah, I'll do them real quick. Spose uh, said, all-time legend. I first heard him on this album by The Controls called 197 or 98. Been a fan ever since. Uh, Patreon guest, never main feed guest, Max Fine said, so good. And uh, person, <laughs> yeah, yeah, person of disinterest said, big fan. Not sure what he's talking about half the time. There, there we go. There's the other side of it. Uh, all right, we got to wrap this up because we got to record uh, the Patreon with Greg. Get over there; it's three dollars a month, and we we give you bonus episodes. This one's will involve Greg Stone. Uh, Greg, you have the floor for your final thoughts on Aesop Rock. Oh well, I would just say, man, look, give him a shot. 
And if you don't like it, give him another shot. He might not be for you, but what he's done for me emotionally as a rapper is like, like I'm not a super fan of anyone, but this is my guy. Like I just, I think that he deserves a listen if you're into um, weird hip hop, I guess. Hell yeah. Well put. Also, oh, sorry. <laughs> One more thing. Uh, what he, if you really like him, what you want to do is go to Greg Stone Zone and subscribe to my Patreon. <laughs> and check out, please check out my podcast. Oh, we're doing Friday plugs Night in like five seconds. No, I, I like to get my plugs in before you do plugs, before people turn them off. <laughs> I'd like to do, uh, I like to do my plugs usually in the middle of the podcast, but you probably edited that out already. Yep. Um, this is the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, I think he's great. So you might, I say, if you have to do anything, watch the long legged Larry music video. It's so fun. Uh, and then check out the songs you really want to hit. Let me just read my, my song lists to hit. I know you said we want to go early, but I like to just drag these things out as long as I like to go well over the hour. <laughs> give them the free, give them for it. Check out Holy Smokes, Fast Cars. That's a song we didn't do yet. That's, that's one of the songs that hit me. Kiln was the one we played before by Hell Mary Mallon. Uh, Malibu Ken, one plus one equals 13. Daylight is the song that got me. Love Daylight. Yeah, right? Daylight's the that one. That was the that only think, one I'd heard before. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, most. that's the one that usually got everyone in that's mm-hmm. like the um and then the impossible kid uh is is probably one of my favorite albums he's ever done Hell yeah. so that's that uh i feel like this was more of an appreciation episode than uh than people shitting on him so i i don't see tommy do you think we should rate this one i feel i don't really feel nah. like I'm to rate the playlist i'd say if I you would have like shit on him like uh, i would have pissed yeah <laughs> yeah i would be fe- i don't know how to control myself it's the one sensitive thing you could go i could walk in a room you like your mom's a whore I'm like your mom's a whore if i'm on stage and you go aesop rock sucks i walk out no one gets show now i put the mic back in the stand i go fuck this i don't want to perform here and i leave there you go, there you go. and guess dakota comes back and yep, gives you the business <laughs> you killed if you did kill joe list we just all of a sudden we see your alter ego around <laughs> you're, down, you're like talking shit about uh, yeah that greg guy was a weirdo <laughs> uh, all right uh check us out at boise we will be at the tree fort uh music fest as part of comedy fort we're doing a live stand by your band we need to plan that uh and then uh we will, uh, and then, yeah, uh, I don't know what else I'm doing. So just come check us out wherever you can. Tommy, what else you got going on? Uh, I'll still be in Chicago uh, next week. I'll be at a comedian you should know. So come check that out if you didn't miss the uh, Zany show. And I'll be at the uh, Chuck also, Chicago Underground Comedy, the Beat Kitchen the night before. So, yeah, check me out in Chicago next week. Ooh, baby. Uh, and get on the Patreon and get on Greg's Patreon. Check out Friday Night Greg. And uh, what else you got, Greg? Oh, I got it. I got it. My uh, new album. We'll talk about it on the Patreon, but yeah. uh, I got an album out with my band Night Cream. All right, and, we'll talk uh, about Night Cream. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the Patreon, but I do. I want to get people to listen to it now. Is that oh, yeah. okay? Should I not? Yeah. Pl- am, I allowed, am I not allowed to plug it on oh, the? F- no, please plug it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Check out Night Cream, man. It's just improvised music that my uh, my guy would not let us take more than one take, and we put it all on. Uh, we're taking it way too jokingly serious, like. We did it in one take. We put out this album. It's on. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's the Cream Supreme, uh, and uh, we've been performing live around New York, uh, just tearing it up. Hell yeah! All right, we love you, Greg. Thanks so much for doing. Love you guys. Yeah, uh, we'll see you in ten minutes to do the Patreon. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, should I leave everybody? No, no. I'm, I'm in the meeting and then uh, oh. the new one. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye.